Marcus, so detailed, he even says that Jesus give, wants her to eat something afterward to build up her strength. Uh, this, in the first reading from Wisdom, we hear that God made man to be imperishable, but through sin, death entered the world. So Jesus here is confronting sickness and death, and we are coming along on this journey and to see what he has to say. It really needs an explanation. What is this woman so afraid of? And uh, so Jesus invites us back into the situation we should have been in from the beginning to not fear death, in fact, to realize where we're going, that this world is only a transition to the next. That's what people should have known all along if we had known God. Instead, our world is retreating from God as if this were the only world there is, which is the ultimate poverty. So we're going to follow this, this woman. Jesus has crossed to the other side. Remember last week, he crossed to the uh, more deserted area to get some rest. That's a hint to us that we too can't always work. We should rest. This is a good day to rest, don't you think? 115 degrees or whatever it's going to be. Hottest day in the history of Oregon. Uh, they told us we didn't need air conditioning when we built this church. Aren't you glad we didn't listen to them? Uh, so anyway, boy, that, that sure wasn't part of my homily. Um, <laughs> but so he crosses back and he knows he's going to have a lot of crowds and they're pressing around him. Everybody's touching him and nobody's getting healed. They all want to touch him and the crowd is pushing him. This is why he's often seen preaching in a boat just to have a little distance, you know, and, and uh, to, to be able to talk to them. So here comes this woman. Now, she's a very rich woman. How do we know this? Only very wealthy people had access to doctors in that time in Jewish history. And she'd been to many doctors. And Mark goes so far as to point out, again, in exquisite detail, she'd used up all her money, and she had gotten nowhere. It got worse. Luke also picks up this story. He's the other synoptic gospel writer. He was a physician. He's in there. He took that part out about her going through many doctors and wasting her money. He took that out. Isn't that wonderful? The humanity of the gospel writers. God wasn't holding their hand like this. They were writing from out of their heart. So anyway, so she, she's ritually unclean. In the, in the uh, Jewish law, the affliction she had made her unclean, and she had to be purified for 30 days. So uh, probably most people didn't know this. We don't know. But she's obviously very religious. She's not supposed to touch anybody. This begins to sound like COVID, isn't it? We have we went through a year trying not to touch things and, and so on. And it's kind of like that, you know. And people that, pro it could be that many knew her affliction. You know, maybe she talked about it. After all, she did see 12 doctors. So somebody must have known about this. And they know she's not supposed to touch anybody. So she's sneaking in the crowd, trying not to be noticed. Well, she's, if she touches Jesus deliberately, he becomes ritually impure. So she would be breaking the law to do this. So that's why she's sneaking up. She's, she gets him when he's facing the other way. And in Luke, he has a tasseled cloak on, which many Jews would wear this as an outer covering. Uh, and the four tassels represented for teachings in the Jewish law. So she, she just wants to touch one of these tassels, and she does. Now immediately, 
Now, notice the humanity and divinity of Jesus. Here's a time when Jesus is not directly uh, willing in his, in, his, in his human will to heal her. Her faith in touching him establishes a direct connection with his divinity and power immediately flows out of his compassion. Then he turns around. He realizes that he had healed somebody only after it happened. Isn't that interesting? This is the only place where this happens. And see, she thinks she got away with something. She immediately knows she's healed. She did it. She reached out in faith. She touched him. But he wheels around and says, who touched me? Ooh, boy, busted. <laughs> she, she must have felt you. See, and this is why she comes up. This is why we need to get a background on this. She comes up in fear and trembling. She's been exposed before everyone. And some of them know. And so she gets down on the ground and prostrates herself, which is, I'm deeply sorry for what I did to you. And he says to her daughter, your faith saved you, go in peace. In other words, this, I'm good with it. How many people touched Jesus that day and didn't get healed? Many. They probably were looking for a miracle, but what was the difference between her touch and everyone else that were pressing on him? She touched with faith. And it was like an electric bolt, jolt that hit her. We too, you know, sometimes we have to wait a long time for a healing. Sometimes we have a child that dies. But God always answers our prayers. There's always meaning. We know he's going to restore us to health one day. We see the future. We see right through the veil, right into the world to come. We are eternal beings in a temporal world. You can't say it often enough because it gives meaning to every single detail of our lives. We touch him at Mass here today. He just touched all of you with three readings. They're all extraordinary readings. In the second reading, Jesus, who was wealthy beyond belief, became utter poverty to make you wealthy, but you've got to ask for it. And so I would suggest you take these readings home that we're printing which you're still doing, and meditate on the three of them. I can only begin to touch on it. It's, he tried to, to touch all of you with these words. Most of us forget it by the time we get out of, out of the, uh, the church. And this is, it's, it's human, but that's one way. And then the Eucharist is the other. Jesus is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's really here. We all are going to touch him on the tongue or our hands, but if we don't realize who it is, and have faith he's going to pass right through just like he did with this crowd and nothing's going to change we if we don't have faith and we're having trouble believing we just come forward and say lord i do believe but please help my unbelief that's a normal human reaction we're all on a journey from one place to another in our faith journey we you know all of us approach jesus a bit differently but he wishes to touch you especially in the eucharist it's really the perfect time to tell jesus what our issue is or our problem or to thank him thank you lord for air conditioning that might be a good one for today but that's trite but thank you lord i didn't notice what you did for me but you arranged everything for my benefit if only i'd known but now i do or i don't see the answer yet but i trust you so here's this gyrus and you see, you see how, on the one hand, you've got somebody that struggled for years and years with some problem, and here's Jairus, who's got a 12-year-old daughter that's dying. How many of you have experienced the death of a child? We had four in my family. 
uh, and I actually between my four sisters there were six uh, child deaths so I know how hard that is it's a lifelong pain and so this is probably a more sudden thing we don't know but Jesus is going to come and bring her back to life it's all symbolic that God does not will the pain he doesn't will the suffering he doesn't will death that wasn't his idea in the beginning of time but we're on a journey we're we're walking in faith we all are going to go through something how do we touch Jesus there's other ways too you know uh, Jesus appears all throughout the day uh, one way I'm going to mention this again I, I got to say I'm really bad at this so I'm preaching to myself but I'm going to try this week just to try not to complain it's a bad day for it I guess but good good day to start um, just by accepting little things the minute we do that and say Jesus you know either thank you or just say nothing we're uniting that little thing to Jesus that's life consists mostly of little things but each one can become holy. And then when something big comes up, we'll be ready for it. And that's how, that's holiness. This is what Teresa of Avila taught us when she said, if a person is, tries to live in the, she didn't say tries, if a person lives in the presence of God in their spirituality for one year, they will reach the heights of holiness without even knowing it. I'm still trying on, on that one, obviously. But her point was, is that God is everywhere. We can touch him, mostly in other people, but sometimes by just accepting something. Life is like that. You know, big things like this, like these two things, are somewhat rare, but small things happen all the time. So today we accompany both Jairus and this poor woman who lost all her savings and found nothing. She became poor, but Christ, in turn, filled her with riches and he wants to do the same thing we are people filled with poverty let's face it you know Christ wants to fill us with the infinite riches of a hope for the future that will never end boy that's something this world really needs if only they knew what Christ wanted to offer them everybody would be in line but he hides himself in the crowd so many did not realize that touched him that day we we at least his friends ought to know how to touch him so that he too can give that electric connection of faith that leads to eternal life.